Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Father, tonight, as a church family, we've come together to say thank you every single thing you've done for us throughout the year. Thank you for this time, I pray. You lead us, you guide us, you fill our lives with good things and that our lives will never be the same again. Thank you for tonight and tomorrow night. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody said amen. Hallelujah, you may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wonderful. It's good to be here in Georgetown. I thought everybody was going to come because I was coming. But I'm glad you are here. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm glad you are here tonight. Wonderful. Tell your neighbor, by the way, all the cars are from Samaria. Where's your car? Ask your neighbor, where's your vehicle? The car park is jammed because of Samaritans. Yes, you never raise your car. What did they say? You crash your car? You crash your car at Christmas, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, it's good to be here tonight. Thank God for a place in Georgetown to be able to have a convention, isn't it? I, I felt that if I ask you to come to Samaria, you won't come. So, so I decided to come to you. You get it? And so make sure you are here every night. It's just two nights and then we are done. So tell your friends and family that we are having a Christmas convention and therefore they should come. As we're singing and I look around, I see a lot of, you see, I, was, I was saying the other day that everybody here is my, is my church member. I just divided the people into two. I gave Raphael half and I took half. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just dashed him half and I took half. Uh, very generous. You get it. And so when you go around, you see the same kind of faces. You get it? And then as, as, as we were singing, I just felt like, you know, there's some kind of mentality that we have to speak to. And that is a mentality of, like, some people think they are better than some people. Zandreska. Wow. I've not seen you for about 10 years now. <laughs> you see, there are some of you, you are not nice, so you never even come to Samaria one Sunday to say hello. It's like, you're glad I gone. It's a bad behavior. Yeah, because I'm the pastor of this whole place. Just like Bishop Daigo, is the pastor of all the churches that are, are there. So once in a while, you should come. Tuesdays, come and say, ah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm preaching already, isn't it? But I wanted to speak to this mindset of somebody is better than you. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Except that in every system, there are people who move when the main person moves. And they take over when they have to. When Biden comes to your country, they, they land the they land Air Force One. 
irrespective of the, the doctorate and whatever degrees people have in your country and they run your airport, the American president, when he's coming to your country, they remove everybody and they put their people there. So, so I just felt like I should say it. Yeah, yeah, because some people can, so, oh, the people, if even as black people, we can easily develop some feelings against the people from on the other side. But we are one people. Without, we are, no, without a nation, but we have one destiny. <laughs> so let it, let it settle your mind when you see some of these things happening. <laughs> Honey has to sing. There's nobody who's going to sing when I come here. You can't sing. I prefer to use the spoon that I'm used to. Now to take a spoon that I don't know how to use it and how to even hold it. <laughs> so when, I, when, I, when I'm not here, then you can sing. You can dance. You can do whatever. When I come, you should, you should just relax and enjoy the service. Do you understand what I'm saying? No, you have to renew your mind about that. Because we are black people. You can sit and say, and you come, we bring your own people. But you are my people too. Uh-huh. Everybody's my people. Are you with me? Uh-huh. Because we live in a country where there's a lot of racial discrimination. So you can always think like that. Even in the church, you can bring, oh, this. Uh-huh. There's, there's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Everybody play a role that there's. The people who are around me are supposed to know a bit more than, than everybody else. And so we want to put, put our best foot forward. Is that what we say? We put our best foot forward so that we can have a very good convention. What do you think? Beautiful. Acts chapter 26. Those who are grateful. Or those who give thanks. Or those who are thankful. Acts chapter 26. It's very important to say thank you. It's very important to say thank you. Thank you is very, very important. You should never be tired of saying thank you. And you always make sure that you say thank you to somebody who means a lot to you. I, I, I believe and I think, and, and you, can, you can take it or leave it, that at this time of the year, there are so many people you have to take time and say thank you to. No, you have to have a list. You see, uh, there, is, there, is this, um, there is this type of um, system that I think is even helpful. You can go and buy. Uh, these days, people don't use Christmas cards anymore, isn't it? But you can. You can still do the old school, old time religion. Go and get this, this, this thing of about 20 Christmas cards together. I like the idea behind it because it tells you that there are about 20 people who need a card from you this end of the year. This one one on the shelf is very, it's not nice. Because when you buy one, who are you giving it to? You send me a card to Reverend Ralph and family. One card. <laughs> no, Asida too needs a, a card. Isn't it Asida? Yeah, yeah, she's checking it. Yeah, she needs a, t- a Merry Christmas card from Sister Salome for being a faithful member of the choir all year through. I could count on you. So Merry Christmas. Yes. Merry Christmas. Yes, thank you, Asada. You are 
Yeah, yeah, don't say. Reverend Ralph and family. The one card, a small one too. The one you put in 5,000, who is the 5,000 for? <laughs> when the card is addressed to Reverend Ralph and family, and with $5,000 inside, who is it, Lady Pastor who's taking the 5,000 or Adam? <laughs> I don't know if you see the card. <laughs> Everybody, you bust it in five. Yeah, I'm for Ishra, I'm for Sada, I'm for Adum, I'm for Lady Pastor Mary, and then I'm for the Reverend, Reverend Minister himself. 5,000. Yeah. I think it's beautiful to get a card at this time. You see, the, the text messaging is, is we become used to WhatsApp message, Merry Christmas, but there's, some, there's something, something beautiful has been taken away. Are you listening to me? I'm teaching you something. I think that you can list about at least 10 people in your life. You can, isn't it? And give them a a, a Christmas card. Don't send WhatsApp message. Christmas card. If you can even afford something simple, something small. This is a time where you have to spread whatever you have among the people who have been very good to you and been very meaningful to you all year through. Because think about it. How much food can you eat? Basman is bedtime. It's okay. It's gone. It's gone. Is that? Oh, it's, it's, please, it's okay. Sleep. It's okay, right? You cry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it, it feels like night over there. There's another continent. <laughs> when you wake up, we'll still be here. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> I follow what I'm saying. Don't let Christmas pass without at least a card to somebody. Your teacher. Your teacher. Your math teacher. Because you don't want to fail maths. Many people have failed maths as they are in the church singing and dress up. They don't have maths. If I were you, I will do something for my mass teacher so that God will have mercy on me when it's time to write CXE. You can forget about the social studies teacher. That's okay. Who make teachers? You can forget about them. It's okay. <laughs> but it's maths and English. Are you following what I'm saying? You see, if you're a student and you give your, your head teacher a bed, a Christmas card. She will see you very, very different. Because people don't do that. Your supervisor. Learn to give to people who are influential in your life. Your HM. Yeah. Your mother. Is she here tonight? She's somewhere. Shunamite. Okay. Is the rice bucket full? Ash. It will never be empty. As long as thou liveth. Yeah. yeah. Target some people. And, and you, should, you should know people who, who have been great, who have been helpful to you. If you don't know, something is wrong about that. And sometimes it's not even somebody who has done something for us. Somebody who you know can decide your fate. Yeah. Yeah, somebody who can decide something about you. Remember, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2, that Caesar Augustus 
made a decree that everybody should go to their hometown to be counted. That was it. The Romans were ruling Israel in those days. So he just came up and he said that, everybody, go, go back. So I was asking myself, if they say go back, where will you go? Where will you go to be counted? Do you know your village? I said, do you know where you come from? You don't know where you come from. You're from Shammah. Is it paternal or maternal? It's paternal. Mary, do you agree? You're not sure. You give it to him. (laughs) Yeah. The last time you checked, where is your hometown? Olivia, where do you come from? Shellyfield? Never. Never. You cannot come from a field. You come from a village somewhere. You should know. Arokyom, you should know where you come from. Scheme? Okay. You are not from a scheme. Where are you from? Esikwebo? Wow. Gege. Me, 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 I never hear anything about Esikwebo. <laughs> yes, thank you. No, you should know. So, the Bible says that Caesar Augustus made a decree that everybody, you can't disobey. You have to move. That is when Mary, Joseph took his wife Mary to Bethlehem to be taxed, to be counted. And it came to pass that as they were there, then Mary gave birth to Jesus Christ. That was God's will concerning their life. Because otherwise, Joseph would never have gone to Bethlehem for, for Jesus to be born in Bethlehem. In the scriptures, it was prophesied that the Savior will be born in Bethlehem. So there are some people who make decisions that affect you. Oh, yes. I am one of them. If you are a singer in the church, I can say you, you can't sing anymore. It has affected you. <laughs> so you have to bring me a Christmas card. <laughs> no, there are people at your workplace, your landlord. Some of you think that you are paying rent and so nobody can tell you nothing. Don't think like that. Don't think. Put out, you get put out just now. These are people God have kind of uh, 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 positioned around you for you to show gratitude to. And it's very, very important to do that, especially at this season of our life. But tonight I want to talk about God, the Father Almighty. Amen. Acts chapter 26, that's what I said. Those who are thankful. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you may speak in your defense. New Living Translation, if you have that. You may speak in your defense. So Paul, gesturing with his hand, started his defense. I am fortunate, Ken Agrippa, that you are the one hearing my defense. Today, against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders, Joey, your scriptures are going out of there. Come, come and see. Because when you don't walk around and check your property, you will not know that your house is, your roof is leaking. You can't sit at the back and have a good time. So if I read from the screen, I can't see some words. 
Mm. So I have to read from my Bible because I think that one is more kind to me. I am fortunate, Kenagripa, that you are the one hearing my defense today against all these accusations made by the Jewish leaders. For I know you are an expert on all Jewish customs and controversies. (laughs) Now please listen to me patiently. As the Jewish leaders are well aware, I was given a thorough Jewish training from my earliest childhood among my own people and in Jerusalem. If they would admit it, they know that I have been a member of the Pharisees, the strictest sect of our religion. Now, I am on trial because of my hope in the fulfillment of God's promise made to, my, uh, to our ancestors. In fact, that is why the 12 tribes of Israel zealously worship God night and day. And they share the same hope I have. Yet, your majesty, they accuse me for having this hope. Why why does it seem incredible to any of you that God can raise the dead? I used to believe that I ought to do everything I could to oppose the very name of Jesus the Nazarene. Indeed, I did just that in Jerusalem. Authorized by the leading priest, I caused many believers there to be sent to prison. And I cast my vote against them when they were condemned to death. Many times I had, been, I, I had them punished in the synagogues to get them to curse Jesus. I was so violently opposed to them that I even chased them down in foreign cities. He goes on to say, one day I was on such a mission to Damascus, armed with the authority and commission of the leading priest. About noon... Your Majesty, as I was on the road, I a light from heaven brighter than the sun shone down on me and my companions. We all fell down, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is useless for you to fight against my will. Who are you, Lord? I asked. And the Lord replied, I am Jesus the one you are persecuting. Now get to your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as my servant and witness. Tell people that you have seen me and tell them what I will show you in the future. And I will rescue you from both your own people and the Gentiles. Yes, I am sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins, and be given a place among God's people who are set apart by faith in me. And so King Agrippa, I obeyed the vision from heaven. I obeyed the vision from heaven. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. I hope you are following. Apostle Paul is giving an account of how he became a Christian. The verse 12 of 1 Timothy chapter 1 says, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work. 
He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him. Even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ, in my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that came from Christ Jesus. King James says, and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord. I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me for that. He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly and in unbelief. In, in trying to um, preach, minister, and help you understand those who are thankful, we are taking this classical example of the Apostle Paul. And to, to understand how grateful he was here in the book of Timothy, you have to understand where he came from. How many came from somewhere? Andreska, did you come from somewhere? I have come from somewhere. If we go into your background, how your life used to be. Some of you, if you, your past life has a tattoo on your body you can't remove. That is even physical. But some of you, the, your past life has had a spiritual a tattoo on your life that is not very easily removable. It's true. There are some people who I know in my life for many years, they, Mrs. Harry, are you there? They, um, they have done a lot of abortions. And then now they are married and baby is not coming. You know what it means? It's not like Carol who has plenty of children. You know, Guyana, we say we don't believe in true way. So people don't throw, uh, um, 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 people don't throw things away in Guyana. Keep them. You put them in a the barrel. Keep things. But I know people have heard of stories of people who, um, in their days of boyfriend, girlfriend, did a lot of throwing away. Yeah. Some people use cooks, they boil cooks. Yeah, all kinds of wonderful things people do to throw away. Oh, yes. Cooks. They boil it. They heat it. Yeah. Some people grind bottles. Bottles. They break bottles and they grind it. Oh yes. People die for trying to abort fetuses that they don't want to keep. And then at a point in their life, they struggle to get pregnant. It is, a, a, it is what? A tattoo? Spiritual tattoo. It's true. Yeah. And there are people who are experts. They will never get pregnant. If pregnancy comes, it will disappear. Oh, I know people like that. Yeah. Because they are not ready. They like to do chiki chiki, but they are not ready for the consequences of chiki chiki. Oh, yes. 
so you have to, in, in, in identifying yourself or identifying people who are thankful, you need to go back and understand where people have come from. And if you don't know where you came from, that, that you shouldn't be here. Because we were all once fallen. We were all once people who were not worthy. Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we can go deeper into personal lives and you can bring out all sorts of things. You see, that is why in the, you see, in the Catholic Church, you know, the confession they used to make, they don't see the Father's face. Because many people don't tell the truth when it comes to confession. If I ask you some questions about some bad things you have done, you lie. Oh, you lie. Oh, you lie. You lie, cry. Is that cuckoo? Okay. For some people, you, you have not even finished the bad things yet. As you are in church, your, your, your sinful life still continues. Because remember, no matter how long you stand in a garage, you can never be a vehicle. <laughs> you can never be, turn into a mannequin, no matter how long you stand in the, in, in the glass window. In the same way, you can't, no matter the, the number of years you spend in church, it doesn't make you a Christian. To be a Christian, you have to take a decision. You have to accept that you are a sinner. You have to believe in Jesus. And you must confess your sins. And you have to repent. And then continue on the road or walk on the road of, of, of a life of holiness. But many people don't do that. So, so you can't even get to a point where you say, you know what, I am grateful because when I look back, and some of us, when we look back, we, are, we have things to be grateful for. I don't know about you, but when I look back, when I look back to Sodom and Gomorrah, I have things to be grateful for. I don't know about you. Maybe you were born an angel. And you are still an angel with wings. Right here in Isla Penitence tonight. I wasn't an angel. I wasn't born an angel. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> you get it? So if you were to look back, unless you think that you are okay, like I said, we have done bad things before. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have teeth my father's money before. Yeah, you too. You have teeth your father's money before. Oh, I'm sure a lot of people, you too. How many of you have teeth before? Hey. <laughs> you see, I had to say my teething before you said your teething. You feel comfortable saying it now. If I had not said my own, you see how many hands would have gone up? People who are not sure whether they should. Some of you have to lift up your two hands for viewing a thief. <laughs> and you should stop stealing. Yeah, sometimes it's stealing money. Sometimes it's stealing the meat from your mother's uh, pot. You know, I'm not, I don't know whether you know but when the women are cooking, they, they, they process the meat before, you know, sometimes you, you, you season the meat and then maybe you boil it a bit. It is nicer at that point than when you put it in the stew. 
That, that's, my, that's, my, that's my testimony. That's my, that's my testimony. I can testify. <laughs> when they fry the chicken, before they put it in the stew, it's nicer. That is when you look left and look right. <laughs> the only thing you don't know is that sometimes people count the meat as they fry it. <laughs> Uh, so when they come back and they are taking the meat and they are going to put it in the student mm. somebody has still of the chicken but to me that is the most nice so let's say if if in the house you know my wife is cooking or something like that and I pass I don't normally pass when I pass that's when I like the meat when the meat goes into all the, the bathing and, the, and the, you know, the dressing up, and it's, 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 there's something that is taken away. It's very tempting at that time not to teeth. <laughs> you, you, you have to pass your kitchen and see what I'm talking about. So I don't know about your life. Joshua, maybe you are a holy boy. What I'm saying, you don't know about it because you don't even know meat. You steal meat too? I used to to thief money. Thank you, Joshua. I used to thief my father's money for my girlfriend. Not for me, for me, girlfriend. You see, those of you who have, you have girlfriends, eh? you have a cheap girlfriend. I tell you. I tell you. You see, you don't have stress with a girlfriend, so it's a cheap girlfriend. When you are young, you don't work anywhere, and you have a girlfriend. Hey, you are very lucky, pa. <laughs> girlfriends comes with money. So when I was in school, I said I want a girlfriend. A student who wants a girlfriend. It's pressure. You have to thief. You must thief. <laughs> you must thief. That's why I said that. If you are a student and you're in a church, you have a girlfriend and you don't thief, you, you, your girlfriend is a cheap girlfriend. It's not your girlfriend, it's somebody else's girlfriend. <laughs> There's a Mr. Odie and Mr. Otia. <laughs> Growing up in some of these situations, there, there were people who we call, this is the one who they, who they chopped the thing. You understand? You understand what I'm talking about? There are people who chop and there are people who pay. <laughs> they don't chop, they just pay, but they don't chop. And there are people who don't pay, but they chop all the time. Yeah. 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 You see, if you are not skilled in life, you're not prosper. Some of these girls are skilled. The only thing is that they are not done girls, but they are skilled they can make sure that this one always gives money and never touch. And this one always touch and don't give money. 
It's a skill. Some of you don't have those skills, so everybody is chopped, everybody is paid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a woman they are skilled though. They'll touch you, rub your head. You never touch them. You touch yourself. I come in just now. <laughs> By the time they come back, all your feelings is gone back. <laughs> they come, they change the topic. They say, you know what? I gotta go home. Tomorrow, I come and see you tomorrow. They cut off the feelings like that. Yeah? Skill! For Delilah to get uh, something to tell her where his anointing is. That's skill. Skill. Girlfriend? You going to school, you have girlfriend? It's not this... Passing paper thing, you write paper when you're in school, then you write a heart and then two hearts, you put an arrow inside, you stupid. We have to go out when we're students, when it comes to sports time, hey, we go out. You got paid disco, gate fee for the disco. School boys. So the sports finish around four or five. And they say, everybody go to school. Go to school? Why the boy? We ain't going to no school. They will find a nearby disco. And when you go to disco, it's not free. So I have to go. Sometimes you pay. And then they stamp, they stamp your, your palm like that. Then we, we develop systems where you put some water and cream on it. You come out quickly and stamp your friend's palm like that. Pa- so let me go on. Then when you go, they say, hey. So no, I went here already. What's your stamp? They say, then you go. We don't have money. So you do that and you come out and do that to your girlfriend. So you and your girlfriend will go inside. I'm, say, I'm saying that you, you are an angel, I know. Yeah. So there's nothing to be grateful because you've been an angel all your life. Kyra, you've been an angel all your life. Then we go inside. If you don't have money, so you can't buy beer. You have to buy high wine. Yeah, that's strong. <laughs> why, why do you drink beer? It's because of the alcohol inside. So why don't you just cut it short and buy high wine? A small glass will change your life forever. <laughs> We are students, though. There's no money to go and spread. Number one, the disco you are going, you are not even allowed. In fact, there is a roll call going to take place at 10 p.m. in school. You must be there for 10 because as the teachers are saying, everybody find your way to school. 10 o'clock, they are ringing the bell. Everybody must come out. We are checking every classroom list. So even the disco you are going, you're not supposed to go. You don't have money. You have to do some take tricks and enter. Then when you enter, you're going to buy a Guinness. Charlie. So Charlie, she wants to drink one. We buy one bottle. I said, Charlie, oh, but don't drink too much. Ah, Charlie, what was this? Ah, why are you drinking everything? 
But the whole thing about drinking alcohol is to get drunk. Because when you get drunk, you change. You turn into another man. <laughs> That's what people smoke and do because it, it changes you. So when you drink the high wine, then all your, your shy feelings and timid feelings disappear. You become a man of words. <laughs> words you have never talked about and never said. It begin to flow. Begin to flow. I went to see my mechanic yesterday. And as he was talking to me, I said, Why? You're drunk. <laughs> he said, Yeah, Christmas starts early for me. Is that? 10 o'clock yesterday morning. He talking like that. I said, He said, he said, he said I'm going to set you up. He's never told me you set me up before. <laughs> It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Tell me you set me up. You see that the, the, the mouth is not moving well. I said, I said, no problem. Uh, you call me when, whenever you are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drunk yesterday. 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, he said you set me up. <laughs> he has never told me you set me up before. <laughs> You're just praying that your girlfriend will take a little bit of the high wine. Yes. So you set her up. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember one particular, one particular um, time we had to walk to school. Because when we went to the disco, we were dancing. Dancing. When we finished, you said, hey, no bus, no care. And those were no days of cell phone where you can call and say, Charlie, let me know when they are doing the roll call. So as you are going to school, you don't even know what is ahead of you. We had to walk. Can you, can you imagine walking from Leonora to Isla Penitence? Yeah. Yeah. It's even short. You have to, that's when you discover shortcuts in town. Then walk, uh, then my girlfriend will be tired. She'll, she'll take up her heels. And then walk bare feet. And say, she, she leg hurting. I said, come, come, jump, jump. <laughs> I don't carry you. I love you, but I don't carry you. Yeah. I want. <laughs> you can carry another human before a mile. Because you have changed into another man. You are setting people children up. <laughs> yeah. One day, I was sent home. I was not well, so I, I, went, I went home from school. Then, two days later, my friend came to me in the house. He said, Charlie, they are looking for you in school. I said, what? He said, the senior house mistress said that at midnight, they saw your girlfriend under a tree. 
And at that time of the night, she cannot be standing there with anybody but you. So, she is confirmed. It was her. But who she was with, they are not sure. They are just arguing that because it's your girlfriend, it must have been you. So, I came to give you. So, when you come back to school, you know what's going to happen. I said, hey. So, I got better. I went to school. I went to school. They had called her to assembly. You know, about 500 students, boys and girls. They've called her in front of assembly and given her six lashes on her buttocks. Yeah. And they were waiting for the other guy. So when I went to school, I was called to the staff room, staff common room. And I went there, they said, were you the one with the lady? I said, me? No. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, there was a debate in the staff room. Some were saying, of course, there's no evidence. We can't say it's him. Some were saying, no, it's his girlfriend. And it's his girlfriend. They are are hot. They are in love. The girl can't be at somewhere at midnight with a guy and it's not him. It it got to be him. So they decided to send me home to bring my father. (laughs) That's why when you come home, you, you don't even come home to bring your father. You go and roam around Starbrook Market and you come home at 3.30, the normal time you come home. <laughs> parents don't know that the HM send you home to bring your parents. Next day, you wake up in the morning, you're going to school. You're going to no school. Yeah, I had a boy like that. I have a little boy who went to touch a girl's breast in school the other day. Some girl sitting somewhere minding her business. This is my boy from church in Samaria. Went behind her and put his hand in her and touched she Bobby like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boy see Bobby, he get basidi. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, one of my boys in church. Right there. A young boy. Went to put yeah, put the hand from the back and touch the girl's body. Tell it, Bobby is so easy. <laughs> you have Bobby that you don't even know what it is for. Hey, tell it, Bobby is very Kevin. <laughs> People have big ones; they don't even know what to do with it. People are hungry to touch Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> And the girl went to report him. And he was sent home. Three months. We didn't know that he was sent home. Because everybody he gets up, put on his school uniform, and he goes to school. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a skill. The bad skill. I'm saying, maybe you are an angel. From your mother's womb, an angel appeared to your mother when he was sexing your father. And he said, Mary, thou art found favor. Or what's your name? Put your name. Ashanti. You have found favor with God. You give birth to a holy child. They will call him Olivia Shania. And since you were born, you've been holy throughout. So as I am talking about before and after, you can't relate with it. 
You, you, are there people who can relate with what I'm talking about? Yeah. You see, there's nobody who is holding a gun to your head and saying that if you don't say you've this, you're this, you're that, I'll shoot you. You have to understand where you have come from. It is something that you self, it's a self-assessment, it's self-generated. You have to understand that I used to be like this. I am no more or I have come far. And it is by the grace of God that I stand where I stand. You, it has to be something that you yourself, it, it comes from you. It's not a bishop, it's not a pastor, it's not a reverend who should tell you anything. Paul said here, he said, I was a blasphemer. I used to, when people talk about church, and I'm sure there are people here, when we say church, 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 you do, look at Zarina. One of my girls here. She never liked me. Never in her life. Yeah. She came to the church. She said she never liked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't do she nothing. And there are people like that. When they see the spirit doesn't take you. Me, I've not done anything. She doesn't remember. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. It has all be washed away by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. It was a blasphemer. He used to say things about the church. He was a persecutor. He was injurious. He says, but I obtained mercy. He himself knows that he was on the wrong way, wrong road, on the wrong track. Until now, he has been found. If he compares his life now to his life before, he can only say that God has been good to him. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that. But it's very important to come to the point where you know God has been good to you and then you, you, you need to be grateful. Because the time comes when your dressing changes. I don't know whether your dressing has changed. You still wear them, them thing. You still wear them thing. My dressing has changed. Yes. I don't know. Has your dressing changed? Oh, you don't understand what I'm talking about. I don't wear two boxer shorts uh, level by level. I, <laughs> boxer shorts one, boxer shorts two, pants three. No belt. Invest inside. Leroy. My dressing has changed. I now can combine colors a little better than before. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Has your dressing changed? Has your appearance changed? Has the way you conduct yourself changed? If you can, if you can conclude that things have changed about you, then you need to be grateful. Has your dressing changed? Ask your neighbor, has your dressing changed? The videos on your phone, have they changed? The websites you visit. You see, the Bible talks about these three uh, Hebrew boys who were thrown into a fiery furnace. The Bible says that the people who threw them into the furnace, they died because of the heat. 
And as they were in the furnace, they saw there were three, but they saw a fourth person. And as they were in the furnace, the, the, the fire was so hot, but nothing happened to them. Now, when you come out of a situation like that, nobody will have to tell you to be grateful. Nobody will have to tell you. So that's why I'm saying that maybe you are an angel. Angel you legs. Is that angel you legs I'm seeing at the back there? Are you awake? Is that you? Woman of God? Okay. Angel you legs. When, when did I tell you to sit down? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the light should come on so I can see your face clearly. Yeah. No, Joey, don't worry. The disco is good. I like the disco. Some people hide in the disco, which is okay. When you hide, it makes me preach better because I don't know you are here. <laughs> because if I see your face, I will not say some things. So I like the darkness. I can say anything I want to say. Then we finish that. Ah, you are here. Wow, powerful. <laughs> So the Apostle Paul, he assessed his life. He was somebody who used to kill Christians. Christmas, coming up like this, maybe some of you wouldn't have been here. Is it, you test people's uh, um, love for God when you organize programs in this, in this season. A time like, it's not even Christmas yet. But many people don't have time for church. It, it, it's... It, <laughs> Tells you the type of people they are. Never changing, not changing, not getting better. But if you can look back and see you've gotten better. Lady Pastor Karen, I remember. Lady Pastor Karen. I met her in 2007. Yeah, 15 years ago. She was riding a motorbike. She came to meet you in the church, isn't it, Samantha? Yeah. Yeah, have a sack on a motorbike. Yeah. She liked wearing three-quarter pants. She used to play basketball. Yeah. If do you have pictures, you should bring me some of your old pictures. Look at her, lady, lady in red. Yeah, sexy lady pastor. Yeah. It's right, motorbike. The motorbike broke up when she was going to Ghana. She gave it to Reverend Larry, who, who never touched the motorbike. <laughs> I know her dressing and her life has changed because I know, I know where, where I met her and how she was. She used to be very afraid. She used to have a child father who used to knock, knock is it knock? Knock yeah. yeah. I'm sure you've also, you've, also, you've also had somebody who has also knocked you before. Don't, don't bring yourself. You don't come to church because your eye is blue. You love the church, but when your eye is blue, you can't come. Makeup can't change it. Eh? No. Carrie, you should be afraid of Castello's father. The man is a madman. I tell you. 
So he was preaching, teaching, talking to, preaching, teaching, talking to her that made her get out of that fear. Yeah, because when somebody, somebody you, you are afraid of, when the person says they will kill you, and you know that they're mad and they can do that, you, you are very afraid. And so fear, the devil used fear against such a nice, beautiful person who God wanted to save and change and, and, and use her to affect lives. Look at the people Lady Pastor Karen has brought into the church whose life has changed. And, and hitherto she was somewhere under bondage, fear of, of some idiots. God have mercy on my soul. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you. And so when you see such pictures, you have to be grateful. You know, she drives. Uses a handbag. Instead of, look, yeah, she just... Yeah, yeah dress, pants. This, that, that. Basketball. Moving around. Skinny her teeth all the time. You are an angel. Ask Please find an angel close to us. Are, are you the angel the bishop is talking about? Salome. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> As you go there, she's hiding behind the, 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 the column. Sister Salome. Yeah. She, you, know, you know Mike Tyson? You know Tyson? Tyson, for all his career, there was one particular thing that, I mean, dented his name. Who knows it? He bite off someone's ear. Bite somebody's ear. Ah! Sister Salome used to bite. He was a biter. She had a boyfriend. They were fighting. She she bite the man back like that. Hard. <laughs> you don't believe it? This girl was walking around with some engagement ring from a boy. I, 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 the the boy who she'll bite. I think, was it a service that made you take the ring off? There's a particular service. Where, hey, Charlie, this place has been something else. <laughs> we had some powerful service here. And then the demon now said, I go in. Took off the ring. Yeah. Yeah, stop biting from today. <laughs> now, G has never told me that he's been beating before. If he's been, if he's biting, maybe. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Salome says it was, it was doing something. That's what it happened. Yeah. It wasn't just <laughs> an innocent bite. It was a reason for the bite. <laughs> Calvin is quiet. Oh, my God. You gotta see the marks as you bite to you. Let's get the bite. Yes. Oh, Charlie, you can ask. Salome and the boy, it's like 
cook up rice and peas. You can't separate them. Yeah. Everywhere. You should beat each other and bite each other. Salome, can bite you. Hey. If there was a biting contest, you win. <laughs> All my life, you have been faithful. You see, we have to look back at these things. If you don't have them, if you don't have these things, it's, it's very difficult to be grateful. I thank Christ Jesus, my Lord. Because when I look back at the type of person I was, I can only say thank you to him. No, maybe some of you, when you were younger, you were wilder. It's true. North man, woman. Yes. You were too wild. Nobody knows, but God knows. Every time you entered the room, God saw you. He, in fact, God was marking the register. was marking everything. <laughs> was marking it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to change the book because it may mark you a lot of a lot of You see there are I'm talking about before, right? That's where I am. Yeah, I'm staying there before. There are some people who, you know, even for a woman, you can say that, okay, I mean, it is sin, but he, he's a decent guy. But some of you, as much as it is sin, the guy is also not decent. <laughs> There's nothing about a guy that warrants that union and communication that you have engaged yourself in. It is sin, yes. Of course, there's no good sin and bad sin. All sin is sin. But some people, the type of people you have been with, the type of... uh, 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 (laughs) I should say it... uh, the type of keys that have entered into some locks. Yeah. If only God was to read your, your life book, read the book to you. So Paul, he himself brought himself down to say, you know what? I know who I was. He said, King Agrippa, let me tell you, you don't know who I was. As I'm going around preaching and these people are trying to accuse me of, he said, you don't know who I be. You don't know who I used to be. The things I used to do, that now I stand in this place, I will always defend myself because I find myself so, so, so I'm so grateful that God will take me from that ignorance. And some of us have been very ignorant. Yeah. He said, I and I used to fight. Where should I? Aina and Jackie? Where Jackie? <laughs> granny Jackie? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know whether Granny used to fight or she used to follow Aina to fight. Because Granny doesn't look to me like somebody who, who was a fighter. What? 
Well, she has changed, eh? Wow. At least I know Sister Aina. Even today, if you don't take her, she'll beat you up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's, 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 there's a saying in, 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 way back in Ghana. They say that when a mad person is healed from madness, there's still little traces of madness left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you don't take care, one day you see that. Hey! But I thought you, you used to be mad. No, no, no. It's not some one, 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 one trees around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about where you came from. Think about it, and it will give you a good reason to be grateful. Now you are in church. Now you are a pastor. Now you are a dancer. Now you are this. Now you are that. That is why this new life must, must be lived to the letter. You see, otherwise, there will not be a difference for you to be able to notice that I have come from far. Then you might as well have stayed where you used to be. Because then and now, there must be a change. If you put your, your picture, 2022-2010, picture of yourself, and 2022 picture, it will never be the same. Oh? Yeah, at least now you have some beard. Hmm? Yeah. And was it you whose hair was long as Lorenzo? All of the, well, so, oh, you used to be family, huh? Ah. Yeah, she has, uh, Salome has remembered. Long hair. You cut it. Wow. You put your picture, 2010, 2020. You, you, you see, if you don't see a change, then something is wrong. And I'm saying that it's the same thing with your, your spiritual life also. The life you used to live and the life you now live. Paul said, he said, the, the life I now live, there must be a life that you live now that is so different from the life you used to live. And that difference and the hand of God and the hand of, of, of the, 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 our, our Father in heaven, and his mighty works, and his wondrous works, and his miraculous works over your life, that should bring a difference. And the difference now should provoke you to be grateful. And to be thankful. And that's what I'm saying. That Anybody who has any good influence on you, that's why you have to say thank you. Yeah. I think tonight there are a lot of angels in the church. Coco, are you an angel? You look like an angel. Ned, you're like an archangel sitting right there in front. <laughs> archangel Robert. <laughs> yeah. James, you know, Paul, Paul, you see, as Paul grew in the faith, at the point he called himself the worst of sin. Can you call yourself a sinner? Or you're still a very, what, sexy dude? You're a sexy lady pastor. Eh? Sinner. Sinner. Amazing grace. How sweet that sound. I say. A wretch. Now, it got to the point, people don't want to use a wretch. They say, I saved someone like me. Yeah, no, many people don't use the, the word wretch. 
Because they say, they say, you used to be, you are not a wretch anymore. So don't sing wretch. But every day, every day of the day, you are a wretch. I'm telling you, because when God, God takes his measuring tool, you can never, never, never meet the standards of God's righteousness and holiness. And in humility, we rather go down for God to lift us up. In humility. You can't say that you are all that until God says that you are all that. And then you say, God, me? Are you sure it's me you are saying that? Sometimes some people even suffer from that. They can't believe that they are where they are at a good place because all they think about is the bad things. Now, if you are grateful, then you have to do some things. And I want to show you one point and then we'll close. Like I said, if you're grateful your HM, your supervisor, your manager, your landlord, your landlady, your husband. Thank you for marrying me. It's 20 Christmases now that I'm with you. Some of you girls, you are not grateful. You're not grateful that he married you. You have to be grateful. Yeah. He said, Merry Christmas. I'm grateful for choosing me three years ago. And that you have not changed your mind. And I'm bribing you so you don't change your mind. <laughs> because people can change their mind. And if you don't take care, sometimes when some of these people change their mind, it affects you negatively and for the rest of your life. Is it Davian? Hi. It's a disco church. That's right. As I'm also coming to the disco, I'm seeing the people in the disco properly. Yeah. Yeah. See that? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Say thank you. And say thank you by doing something. You never say thank you with just your mouth open. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like thank you. Just from your mouth, just like that. There's nothing like there's no decent thank you that does not come with an action or with something. Take note of that. What do you do if you are thankful? Number one. Say thank you. God by being obedient to your heavenly vision. To your heavenly visions. Heavenly visions. I'm closing just now. Say thank you to God by being obedient to your heavenly vision. Acts chapter 26 and verse 19. What do I mean here? 26 and 19. Acts. Now, I want to challenge everybody here. Who has genuinely 
met God. And he has affected your life. I want to challenge you. I want to bring you back there. That there's something that God has spoken to you about. Concerning his will for your life. There are things that God has shown you. There are things that God has told you. There are things that God has opened your eyes to. That falls in this category of heavenly vision. If you are grateful, if you are grateful, you obey, you stay on course with the heavenly vision. Somebody listening to me tonight. What has God spoken to you about? If there's nothing like that, please, we have to go back to mourn again. Because I know my God. I know he speaks. God is alive. God has shown you something before. God has said something before. God has opened your eyes to something before. Something. How many will agree with what I'm saying? You see, for many years, for many years, I used to have a particular dream. In that dream, I'll be back in school. Because when I was in school, at A-levels, I was a school prefect. I was a senior prefect. I don't know how you call it here. Head, head boy or head prefect. 1986, 87, and 88. Joshua, how were you in 1986? You were beyond the seas. <laughs> When I got saved, I will always dream and I'll be back in school. And I'll be moving, acting, working as a senior prefect. I had that dream for years. The dream stopped when I came to Guyana. I would, I would always wonder why I dream and I go back to school. I always wonder why. That was a dream. I would have at least every week, two times or three times, I'll have that dream. When I don't have the dream, I get worried. I had the dream for years. It stopped when I got to Guyana. What does it mean? And God has spoken to me about Guyana in several ways and several forms. You say, Guyana nice, right? Guyana good, Guyana nice. If I have my way, I will, I will not live in Guyana. Oh, yes. You, if you, are, you, if you don't want to live here yourself. <laughs> eh? You want to go for it? Yeah, it's not everybody who wants to live in Guyana. Some of you are just marking time. Let Canada give us visa free. You are gone. <laughs> yes. If, if, if I had my way, I wouldn't be here. But I believe that Guyana is connected to my heavenly vision. Oh yes, absolutely. 
Until, you see, I was supposed to be in Guyana during the flood in 2005, in January. That was on the East Coast. People used to use boats to come out. Carol used to do that, right? Yeah. When I was leaving Holland to come to Guyana, then prophet said, go to Trinidad. We have put our things in a container. We have shipped it. It's on its way to Guyana. Then as I'm about to buy my ticket, he says, don't go to Guyana. Go to Trinidad. I said, okay. So we went to Trinidad. We're there, we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there, we're there. Then Apostle Dodo asked me, tell us, so what do you really want to do? I said, me, I want to go to Guyana. I've never been here before. I've never seen it. But the, the Guyana thing was in my heart since he said I should come. He said, oh, you want to go to Guyana? I said, yes. He said, okay. Maybe you should pray about it. Because Bishop says you should be in Trinidad. I said, no problem. I wake up every morning at 4 o'clock. And I will go into the living room. I will be done, oh God. Like that. Morning for one week. After the one week, Apostle called me and said, Bishop says you should go to Guyana. That's, understand me. I, I didn't even know Guyana. I didn't even know anything here. But some way, somehow, it was something supernatural with me. And I felt like that is what I have to do. That is what I must follow. No matter if I'm even going to die, if I'm, whatever is going to happen, I know in my spirit that this is my direction, this is my destination, and that must be followed. Because God knows where he, he brought me from. I'm telling you. And so now we are where we are now. That there's no more movement. And you see, people are moving. People are moving. People are moving. You won't believe. People are being moved. Go here. Go there. Go there. Do this. Do this. Move. Move. move blah, blah, blah. And it's like my movement now has just settled. The heavenly vision. He said, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. What has God shown you? What has God shown you? It's so sad that sometimes some pastors will even leave their churches and migrate. One of the very sad things I heard in the early days of my life here was a pastor who was pastoring two churches. And when I went to the bottom of the case, there was the pastor who left that other branch. He got a green card. He got through with this US, US. And he left the church. He left the church. He left the church. He left the members. He left the building. He left. He's gotten a visa. He got, He left. tell you, visa and heavenly vision are not the same. I am talking about what God has shown you. Don't be disobedient. Do not be disobedient to the heavenly vision. And I'm talking to you God has spoken to you. You know it in your spirit, what he wants you to do, where he wants you. Sometimes it's even where to live, where to stay. You know it. In saying thank you and being grateful, you have to be obedient to, you know it. Nobody knows it. You know it. You know it and he knows it. 
I can't tell you many things. Many years ago when I got saved in 1989, when I got saved, one day my pastor called me to the front of the church and he said, he saw me in a vision. I was doing barbecue. He didn't say barbecue. He said, I was roasting meat. And I was eating some and I was giving away some. In my tribe and where I come from, if you dream and you are roasting meat, it means you are a wizard or you are a witch. You know how old people say this thing. If you, if you dream and it's raining, it means blessing. Forget about it. It's rain. Flood is coming to Guyana. That's what's going <laughs> So when he said that, he looked at me and he said, if I'm afraid. I said, I mean roasting meat. It's witches who roast meat. He said, no, no, no. He said, God is saying that one day, he's going to make me rich like Father Abraham. I'll have enough and I will share. There are another pastor, a friend. We were praying one day in Amsterdam. And the Lord began to speak through him. He said that God is going to take me to a far country. This is Holland. 1990, 1990, what, 1991. He said, God is going to take me to a far country. And he's going to use me to affect many lives. And that's really what is happening now. That understanding has come for what God wants to do. to do. Far country, Guyana. I have to go and look for Guyana on the map. I have a, a nice sister, beautiful sister called Juliet. Anytime we talk and I say, oh man, why don't you come to visit me? Then you ask me how many hours from London. I said, about nine and a half, ten hours. Hey, I would have been in Ghana a long time. To come here, she prefers to go to Ghana. It's shorter. Ghanaians don't come here to do ministry. But that to me was my heavenly vision. And I pray I stay obedient to it for the rest of my life. The question now is your heavenly vision. What has God spoken to you about? Stand to your feet, please. Close your eyes. I don't know if you were sleeping when I was preaching. But I was teaching and I was trying to bring clarity to the fact that from where we have come from, God deserves the glory. And because he knows where he took us from, he has spoken to us. It's not only pastors, bishops, or reverends that God speaks to. God speaks to normal Christians. And I want you to be very quiet with your eyes closed. Listen to your spirit. Remember what God told you. As I'm preaching, somebody's name is in my mind, but I, I, won't, I won't go there. But I know deep down in my heart that if I don't even know anybody, I know you. That God has given you a heavenly vision. Be obedient. 
Lift up your hands. God is sending a reminder right now. He told me to tell you he's sending you a reminder if you forgot it. Send you a reminder right now. You alone are my strength and my shield. You alone and my spirit ready. Desire and I long to worship you. Father, reinforce the heavenly vision in the lives of these ones. One, two, three, inner witness, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten heavenly visions. Reinforcement of them, O oh God, by your Spirit in the name of Jesus. Remember, bring it to their remembrance. Gratitude to you is to follow the course, the mission, the purpose for which we have been saved. Speak again to their hearing. Open their eyes to see again that vision, that vision. Let it be like the vision was given today. Let it be fresh. Move by your spirit. Move by your spirit. Move by your spirit. Move by your spirit. You alone are my strength, my shield. You. May my spirit read you. You alone are my heart, desire, and I love to worship you. And as 
the deer panted for the waters so my soul long after thee you alone are my heart desire and I For booking and more information on the Ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.